0: systems are e-radio live powered by tcs wi-fi it is just after three o'clock on a thursday afternoon you're on e-radio live and it is time indeed for tech thursday uh, kane joins us again here in the studio live remember if you want to get in touch send us a message maybe there's uh, something specific you would like us to discuss maybe next week 081060 one six four zero, or just click on the green icon on the left-hand side of our website, eRadioSA.com. Cain, how's it going? Nice to have you back.
1: Yeah, good afternoon, Leon. Thanks so much for having me back on another fantastic Tech Thursday. These are always the highlight of my weeks, going over all these these new tech advancements that we're going through, especially here in South Africa at the moment, and we've got some interesting content in the lineup this week, we have so much today, yeah, and then we still
0: have to listen to music as well. How are we going to do it? <laughs> we, we need hacks. We need to figure it out. <laughs> I think we'll just we'll probably just we'll try to keep it short, and we'll also uh, not uh, waba waba too much. <laughs> <laughs> We're good at that. No, All but right. yeah, but we but we must laugh because Tech Thursday contains laughter, and if you don't have that, then you have, don't have Tech Thursday.
1: Yeah, it's the most important right? meal of the day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So who's going to start Kane? Right, so I'll, I'll set it off. We're we're jumping straight into it with Huawei, who's going to be building some cloud infrastructure in Cape Town. So obviously, Huawei, having faced quite a, little, a lot of setbacks in the last 2020, with you know getting banned from being able to be on the Android Play Store and uh, banned from using Android as a as a back end software they've had to come out with their own operating system and uh, now they've they've actually told us that their focus is is on availability zones within South Africa so there is one in Johannesburg already but they're going to be building another one in Cape Town, and that's word from Stone He, president of Huawei Cloud in Southern Africa, who was speaking to journalists during a virtual media briefing. Um, South Africa, he said, is quite important for Huawei's global cloud computing roadmap as it eyes grabbing market share from hyperscale cloud market leaders, such as Amazon Web Services and Microsoft. So this is even further outside of their scope of mobile phones, um, and they're actually focusing on the Huawei cloud systems, which generated um, a revenue of about five million USD from South Africa, um, but small contributions were from Nigeria and Kenya. So there's clearly a um, you know a market for for advancing their cloud computing. Um, systems and 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 actually scaling it here in South Africa. They're also focused on Durban. Um, its first availability lo- uh, zone launched uh, in Johannesburg in 2020, um, with Cape Town zone soon to follow, and possibly even Durban in the coming months. So it's very exciting, actually, how Huawei is actually pinpointing south africa i mean the goal here globally at the moment is let's try and get into africa and what a better place to start Mm. than in one of the wealthier regions of africa with with tech savvy consumers you know you're not going to have a lot of people from um you know upper african regions utilizing a lot of cloud computing infrastructure if there's not a lot of businesses that require it and all that sort of stuff so Very interesting to see the target, the scope on South Africa, actually. Mm, Very, very interesting. And I always stay in South Africa
0: where you probably know that Oracle cut off ESCOM uh, following a payment dispute. Now, Oracle, as you also probably know, Kane, they uh, run a lot of software things uh, in in the back end of ESCOM that you don't necessarily see. So they would probably like, you know, when you can see whether the substations are offline or online, what the usage is, all those fancy things. And then there was a payment dispute. So <laughs> An audit by Oracle revealed abuse by ESCOM, and the software giant initially claimed ESCOM underpaid by 7.3 billion rand. And following discussions between the parties, the amount was then lowered to 380 million. And ESCOM saying, no, 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 we actually owe 166 million. So they keep on going (laughs) lower and lower. And Oracle said, no, screw that BS. And they cut them off.
1: Jeepers, and I actually remember reading um, a while ago a piece about that, and Eskom was saying how integral the Oracle software is to maintaining its systems and things like that and now that Oracle has pulled the plug they're saying, no, actually they weren't so integral to their systems they can handle it. Because we had these articles
0: going around saying that if these people pull the plug, it's it's, it's over for us. We're going to be in the dark.
1: (laughs) I feel like it was ESCOM's way of trying to force Oracle to keep it afloat and then as soon as the narrative changed and they realized, oh wow, this is really out the window. We're not going to be able to use this. We can't lose faith in our consumers Now they're trying to plug up what is quite a massive hole in their sinking ship. It's like, hey,
0: hey, it's all right. We can can function without you now all of a sudden. I'm just wondering, you know, these articles also, fear-mongering articles. Mm. uh, It loves to, I mean, they thrive on sensation and all that stuff, uh, especially one of the uh, tech sites. They usually have these articles, worst-case scenario articles, and what they say, it never happens.
1: No, it never does because for that to happen, I mean, ESCOM would really have to turn over and just like, let themselves die you know and that's not going to be i mean any any business of that nature or scale should have a plan b for such a scenario especially leading up to the possible plug pull hmm. You've got to hope for the best, pray for the worst kind of thing. I'm sure they have a backup plan.
0: Yeah, well, apparently now all of a sudden they've got uh, contingency plans where they developed it in preparation for this scenario. The question is how long can they carry on like this? Uh, Oracle uh, did not uh, comment on it. Oracle is a software company in, in the States, I believe. Mm. It's quite big.
1: It's like a the Java company. for businesses, basically. Yeah,
0: yeah. They don't just do these things, but they obviously developed uh, special software, and uh, yeah, we and they, that they do a
1: lot of stuff that in, inherently maintains security and mm-hmm. the, the essential function of systems and things like that. So it's a very important, integral piece of software for governments and things like that who are utilizing that to perform actions and track actions on a larger. Than life scale, it'll be very interesting to see how they how they cater to that that problem. I hope mm. they come right, but you know, pray for the best, hope for the worst. Yeah, No know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um,
0: you know, I, I saw a few screenshots of the uh, software that they use, and it looks pretty cool, actually. I wouldn't mind using it. Was Playing that the Oracle
1: software? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Playing with it a bit I looked at One of their live streams That they were showing To show how Power consumption Was hitting their Megawatt facilities And they had this Like very gorgeous, Beautiful piece of software It's like primarily built for them i'm sure yeah, you know? yeah. wow i yeah. mean i wish i could
0: just imagine the power pardon the pun <laughs>
1: the power that you feel operating <laughs> that software are you guys going off now are you guys going off no 100 <laughs> percent. i mean geez, i wonder what they're gonna do now that that's been because i mean it, it's not you can't just quickly make a plan b i just don't understand how yeah. they're going to handle that yeah
0: i wonder if there's any substitute software
1: that they can use it's not I like, it. you know, it's not like hootsuit for social media pages. <laughs> <I mean>. You <laughs> <Yeah>. can't just find <laughs> an alternative <laughs> on Google, you know. <laughs> it's a big problem. It's a custom-made thing, absolutely. <laughs> if I was them, I would have gone to one of the universities, particularly ones that... that that focus on software engineering and I would try and work with them as a last result. Ah. I wonder if they would do something like and
0: that. And that's why we need you as president. <laughs> when is that going to happen? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think you have to be like forty or something ridiculous just to just to apply or not Yeah, no, so
0: You need to be really old, Kane.
1: Yeah, no, I'm way <laughs> too young there. Eh? Yeah. Way too inexperienced. I think I was reading even something about um, Someone was talking about Cyril Ramaphosa and um, him coming into power and they had said that before he can do that he needs to go and make money and then come back and try and become the president because then he becomes immune to, v- to bribery. And I thought that was very interesting because Cyril Ramaphosa does actually have a lot of successful businesses. <laughs> he does actually have a reasonable amount of money that he's made from his own initiative. I mean, it's like, it's really cool actually
0: yeah it is really cool uh yeah yeah so i wonder what's happening next no
1: absolutely so (laughs) next on our tech thursday show we're talking about would you have guessed you know um, almost no one in south africa is buying electric cars
0: Okay, well I can understand that Because they're worried how they're going to charge the
1: bloody thing Well, that's definitely a big problem But also, the only electric car registrations in Africa A continent with 1.2 billion people Were exclusively in South Africa And totaled just 1,509 cars in 2020 So in the whole of Africa All the electric cars (laughs) are in South Africa And there's only 1,509 of them Europe and China dominate the world market for electric cars, but there are still very few electrified vehicles on the roads in large markets like Russia, South America, and Africa. Europe sold more new electrified vehicles than China for the first time in 2020, and between them, the two markets are home to more than 70,000 of the 9.9 million electrified cars sold so far. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Kaylee did you bring a chainsaw? To
1: me? <laughs> <laughs> you got someone trying to cut weeds with a, with a blender.
0: <laughs> did you yeah, Oh this is hilarious. <laughs> Oh my gosh! This is live radio for you, eh? There you go. Just, just to prove that we're live.
1: It gotta be in South Africa with the weed whacking. Yeah,
0: that guy just carries on. (laughs) Somebody's actually, somebody's actually asking on the WhatsApp line: Is somebody (laughs) cutting grass? (laughs) (laughs)
1: That's crazy. That's crazy. I wonder if you'll ever find an electric um, lawnmower. I wonder if there's more electric lawnmowers in South Africa. So <laughs> like I can actually cars. smell the grass here. The <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, this no, that's is very interesting.
1: And speaking of electric cars, um, Tesla was um, in one in an accident with no one driving, killing two people. That's so actually what I was afraid of. Kate. Yeah. Um, apparently, what happened was that the car was driving on a, an on assisted driving function, and instead of making the turn to turn right, they just went straight and crashed into what was a tree or something. <laughs> and I'm then sorry, it did knock. I should have laughed, it's
0: hilarious,
1: sorry Yeah, so Uh, Tesla's car crashed into into a tree And two passengers were actually killed during the ordeal mm -mm. And um, the weird thing is obviously no one was driving it So no one was driving the vehicle, it burned for four hours And it took 110,000 litres of water to extinguish the fire Which burned for four hours I mean, can you believe trying to out a fire that's burning for four hours no (laughs) no it's not i mean how do you keep yourself away from something like that but what elon musk said he defended it by by the saying um the safety record of his company's vehicles um are now approaching a 10 times lower chance of an accident than the average vehicle so even though they crashed they still maintain a 10 times lower chance of, of of an accident than the average motor vehicle mm, um, mm. but when they do crash it's it's an extreme problem um, specifically with their battery packs and things like that but apparently a lot of people especially where there are more electric cars are using it as more of a of, of a badge to say you know I'm, I'm driving to work in a in a car that no one is driving and what it does is it creates opportunity for unnecessary, Um, Crashes and things like that because instead of sitting in your driver's seat you're sitting in your passenger seat and in the back seat instead of actually sitting in the driver's seat no man (laughs) and then you crash no so yeah no big problems
0: no no that's not cool but it's very very sad that people had to die because of that you know
1: yeah but also a lot of um, the rules of of flying and, and the laws of flying and driving are unfortunately written in blood they're written because yeah, people right. crash, or there was a big mistake or the right. engine stopped working in your single propeller airplane or whatever the case may be, that is what brings rules and regulations into the industry um, for for commercial businesses to follow, which I thought was, was very interesting. So Tesla, obviously, even though they have a 10 times lower average of crashing the vehicle, they still have to actually try and figure out how to stop such a catastrophic fire because... It, 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 you need one hundred and ten thousand liters of water to put out your burning car. I mean, you're filling up a, a large swimming pool. Like you're one hundred percent emptying your like twenty-five meter uh, swimming pool on that.
0: No man. That's
1: cool. <laughs> you're, better, you're better off driving the Tesla into the pool. <laughs> Just take it straight there. <laughs> sharp right
0: into the ocean or something <laughs> Jesus, I don't Listen, know. Listen, I must tell you, all the stress I've had this entire week, it just all just vanished now <laughs> with, this, with all the laughter here. This is definitely the highlight of my week. Uh, let's go for a break, a uh, music break. Uh, got some uh, David Scott and Aurora coming up at 17 past 3. Then when we come back, uh, we will uh, talk about uh, some more tech stuff and uh, very interesting also uh, new lightning or lighting regulations. will phase out fluorescent tubes fluorescent light bulbs in South Africa I actually like that because I'm pro LED I'm yeah. sure you are too save uh, money. No, why are you still using those ugly Ugly lights
1: Yeah the yellow yellow. Those lights
0: are all Awful And they're also Very bad for the environment Just in case you didn't know Mm. I'm sure people knew Definitely Yes so right Let's get uh, Into some music And then when we come back uh, Here on uh, Tech Thursday Where we also Cutting grass today And uh, it's time for us To carry on with uh, Tech Thursday Joined here in studio uh, Absolute mayhem uh, We've got uh, Kane And uh, Our grass cutter Now stopped Doing his job (laughs) But yes, look, uh, our next story is about fluorescent lights. Uh, I don't know about you, but I absolutely hate these fluorescent tubes. The reason being, it's it's been a a, a, a hate or a pet, what do you call it? Pet, pet peeve. Pet peeve of mine for years. The reason being, um, it makes you look even worse than you do. <laughs> Have you ever checked yourself in the mirror with, with those harsh fluorescent Fluorescent lights. You look
1: like a ghost. I sound drunk today. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <Tongue> <laughs> you look, I really look like a ghost <laughs> with, with those lights. I look like a poltergeist.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like the worst absolute yes, ghost. Yes,
0: it is terrible. So anyway, I'm so glad when I actually saw that uh, the South African National Energy Development Institute (SANEDI) says the new specifications are aimed at uh, improving the safety, performance, and energy efficient. Uh, usage of light bulbs uh, here in South Africa so uh, they want to phase them out I thought that was already happening
1: I thought that would happen more naturally you know because uh, LEDs these are very cheap they're low power consumption Maybe they just don't have the, um, the respect, you know? They don't fa- people don't appreciate them or they don't know about how yeah, useful they are. I think
0: we need to create some awareness for LEDs. Um, but I also, you know, you you don't have to replace your entire light fitting. I don't know if you saw Kane, you now get LED bulbs that are in the shape of the one that you are replacing. So even a tube.
1: So it's a fluorescent with LEDs basically. It's it's
0: basically just a tube and then inside there's a strip right through with leds so it works
1: with the fitting yeah but everything it, um, no that's very so, clever. so you don't
0: have to replace your entire light fitting you can actually it, it still looks the same as well the nice thing is it doesn't flicker like uh, the flore- fluorescent tubes like do and also it's instant light you know they always start off all dim and then they go brighter yeah those, those ones like are instant on. light
1: no yeah. absolutely and i think <clears throat> also you know people might have um you know this this preference that they preferred the fluorescent because it costs a greater span of light opposed to a bulb, but yeah. that is a good alternative for anyone who would have a, f- a fluorescent fitting, to just replace their fluorescent fitting with an LED, save like ten times on the price of electricity that you're paying to keep the same amount of area lit, if not more from the LED. I mean it's a good investment in my book.
0: And those bulbs. sorry those bulbs last much longer also the leds much longer and they save even more electricity as well yeah and they more people say no no i can't replace all my lights because the leds are so expensive they're not those prices have actually come down
1: yeah, no, and the fluorescents are even quite expensive at about four hundred. Yeah, a tube, so you know. I
0: wouldn't miss them. You have until the end of April anyway to comment on the recently gazetted specifications, which could sh- which could change the country's lighting standards. If it goes through as planned, then fluorescent bulbs may no longer be allowed to be sold. Wow. So you won't ever see them again. You're gonna see so out it, of sales. If stock. it pops, if it pops, uh, your light is finished forever. Will <laughs> be in a museum go, <laughs>
1: until you go get an LED <laughs>
0: fluorescent yeah. tube. People don't know this. They like I can't put the small LED thing in my uh, light. Yeah, my uh, tube thing. What do you call that? Uh, the, the, fluorescent fluorescent yeah. oh, the ballast tube. Yeah, the ballast tube. Yeah, I can't put it in that ballast thing. I can't put it in there. It won't fit. You can. You can. Just ask your local lighting store.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you're in a smaller town, it might be more difficult, but alternatively, you could probably just find it on Take A Lot or something.
0: Yes, you, know? you can. You can, absolutely. I actually checked Kane. You? you can.
1: Okay. Yeah, yes. you see, that's very interesting. Yes. What have you got for us next? Next, we're looking at Apple, who was recently targeted in a ransomware hack. So, Whoa. the hack amount, well, the ransomware amount is for $50 million. And as Apple was revealing, its newest line of iPads and flashy new iMacs on Tuesday, one of its primary suppliers was enduring a ransomware attack from a Russian operator claiming to have stolen blueprints of the US company's latest products. The ransomware group Revil, also known as Sodi Nakobi published a blog on its dark web site early on Tuesday in which it claimed to have infiltrated the computer network of Quanta Computer, the Taiwan-based company, is a key supplier to Apple manufacturing, mostly MacBooks. It similarly produces goods for the likes of HP, Facebook, and Google. Revil's public face on the dark web, a user on the cybercrime forum XSS, who goes by the name Unknown, announced on Sunday that the ransomware group was on the cusp of declaring its largest attack ever. The post was made in Russia on a channel where the Reveal Group recruits new affiliates, um, very interesting and and very very uh, nerve-wracking for someone like Apple because they they claim that they have to make the ransomware payment by the first of May, Ish. and if they don't make the payment every single day, they're releasing blueprints of Ooh. their pr- their newest product offerings. Oof. And they've already released one or two, and they're going to keep doing it. Yeah. So as soon as the 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 products stop getting released, you know, Apple's paid fifty million dollars, and so this industry continues to bloom. You know, this hack and ransomware kind of strategy. Mm. No, you have to be careful, and for especially like big tech firms like this, the normal consumer has never had to thought about protecting an idea such as a blueprint. Um, you know when someone like Apple's there, and it's funny when because you see they've clearly been hacked, and they the first thing that they always say is mm. we're upgrading our security to make sure that this data breach never happens again. But it's too late; you've been wrecked, <laughs> you've been delivered. Sure, that's uh, really bad. You know, mm. and uh, yeah, no, they they were they they're in a bit of a predicament now. So either the newest Apple products will be on your YouTube feed under DIY. Mm. So you can make your own MacBook <clears throat> if you have all the stuff that you need. Imagine that. Uh, or mm. they're going to pay fifty million dollars, and these um, these ransomware ha- hackers are going to have quite a big spotlight on them.
0: Now, moving on, some more Apple news for you, Kane. Apple launched a new accessory called the AirTag that will find physical items like bags, wallets, and keys, entering a market uh, with competitors including Tile and uh, Samsung. The accessory announced on Tuesday at Apple's product event looks like a small white and metal puck and can attach to a keychain by way of, way of a leather sleeve with a clip. The company says it will sell the individual AirTag for $29 or in packs of four for $99. So the gadget will be available from the end of April. The accessory will work with an updated version of the Find My app and all of the company's major devices. Um, so that's pretty cool so you put it in in your handbag for example and then you can track your handbag wherever you go yeah no
1: that's very clever
0: I don't even think of that a friend a of mine were
1: actually discussing creating key rings or something that you can use to kind of ping the location of a yeah, device yeah
0: because we're always looking for especially your keys put it on your keys yeah put it on we're your always looking rings, for your
1: keys or your handbag. handbag
0: car keys but you can't for your phone because if you <laughs> <laughs> your phone you, then you need your computer <laughs>
1: That's no, that's cool. very useful. I can imagine that that as a birthday present will be quite appreciated. Mm. And imagine, I wonder if you n- you probably need an Apple phone to yeah. use it. Eh? Yep. Yeah. Uh, you're gonna see yeah. a new Apple phones being sold with no f- <laughs> sold with no charger or earphones, but you got yeah. your AirTags. Mm. It comes with three free AirTags, and <laughs> uh, that'll be quite cool, eh? Damn, I want to try it out. I wonder one day, if it's waterproof yeah oh good good question you know eh?
0: good question so it rolls out at the end of April that's in about a week's time when when will we
1: see it here in South Africa that's the question that is a good question mm. um, usually these things take quite a few months to get you actually but I'm yeah. sure you can probably pick one up off of Amazon or just by getting one of the latest I'm sure by going to an Apple store here in South Africa you might be able to I'm sure they wouldn't facilitate a global distribution of such a product yeah or at least pre-order no absolutely and speaking of Apple, they're launching their iOS um, 14.5 update next week. So that's going to mean, you know, um, it's going to have uh, the software required for the AirTag. It's going to have stuff that helps you, you know, restore and backup. It's going to have upgrades and all sorts of things. But interestingly enough, one of the biggest changes is it's changing the information that it supplies to things like Facebook's um, SDK, which is a developer toolkit, in order to know what people are doing on your app through an ad, and uh, mm. they're changing a lot of that pri- those privacy settings. So for advertisers, it's going to be quite interesting trying to target Apple devices on iOS 14.5 and above, or 14. Point, yeah, 14.5 and above, and that is an issue that I will actually be facing that I must try and figure out, which is quite an interesting debacle, but. You know, Mm. this kind of functionality is always going to be in a push and a pull kind of scenario, especially with privacy being so important, but advertiser accuracy being equally important and someone like Apple or someone like Facebook trying to play the middle ground as to try and give advertisers the ability to target people without giving people the impression that they're being, you know, completely looked through and having privacy exposed and you know personal information um, assumed and things like that it's very interesting very very
0: interesting indeed uh, and just before we get to uh, some more music mtn has reduced uh, the price of prepaid data the cost of ten gigs of data, including another one or another ten gig for use at certain times of the night, has been reduced to hundred and forty nine Rand. The network operator's decision to slash prices comes a week after its rival Vodacom cut prepaid data prices by fourteen <clears> percent. <throat> I like that. It's a good thing.
1: Yeah, no, 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 create the competition within the market because these people are making massive profits on this yeah you know even you know (laughs) you consider an SMS you're paying like one rand for an SMS the same kind of metered system is being implemented into something like Mm. data consumption if you're someone using your phone to watch things like Netflix off of your computer, your poor wallet is going to have holes in it like Swiss cheese at the end of the day before you've even watched a single you know, movie. You'll go to V's video and just try and pay with coins. You know? It won't make it. But speaking oh, of even of Netflix, actually, we, after, the, after the next break, we will talk about how Netflix is actually having a subscriber decline. Um, over the last few months, as people start getting optimistic about the vaccinations and coming out of their house and not watching as much Netflix. Oh
0: wow, I didn't expect yeah. that. Yeah,
1: so about twenty-five billion dollars were wiped off of um, Netflix's shares on the markets uh, over the last few days. Your, a lot of money. Your, eleven percent decline, but twenty-five billion just. And they say, sure. we'll talk about it after the break.
0: Oh, okay, what they say. Okay, now I'm also curious. <laughs> we'll be back right after this. Chapter systems are offline. e-Radio Live, powered by TCS Wi-Fi. We're back on Tech Thursday. It is 24 to 4 o'clock here on e-Radio. Good afternoon to you if you just joined us. If you want to get in touch with the show, 081-060-1640. Kane, uh, you mentioned something very interesting. Well, you always mention a lot of interesting things, but just before the break, something particularly interesting.
1: Yeah. So Netflix is actually seeing a little bit of a reversal in their share in their share prices, and it's believed that a lot of optimism is being created by the v- the vaccines and potentially people. Um, not not being stuck inside their house in a lockdown situation, you know, uh, and and that's obviously correlating to Netflix seeing a decline in its um, in its share value. But more than that, obviously the the catch twenty two situation obviously happened for Netflix when people um, started signing up during the start of the pandemic. So during the start of the pandemic, they obviously would have started seeing a skyrocketing subscriber counts but they weren't able to do any production filming, they weren't able to employ editors to do the editing, Mm. so they fell behind quite severely in their production line. So although they picked up a lot of users, They've at the same time not been able to produce enough content. Mm. And in doing so, when you give people a lot of time to watch your, your, your content, they start getting the impression that they've watched everything. Mm, I see. And I you see, see what I'm saying? So Netflix is hopeful that some of their upcoming um, titles are going to bring back some subscribers. And, and yeah. sure to speak, they might. I mean, we've got some series that is relatively popular like um, Money Heist. The Witcher, and a movie called Red Notice. These are all um, you know, uh, t- uh, titles that they believe are going to bring back some of their subscribers. And Ozark, please, please, Ozark Ozark would be nice as well. The, yeah, they, the final long. season
0: is coming, but obviously it's been delayed. And oh people no. like, oh no, I can't wait.
1: Because it looks like we're going to wait a really long time. like Until mm. next year. So Netflix's expectations versus reality. Roughly 3.98 million people signed up for Netflix from January to March. Below the 6.25 million average projection of analysts surveyed by Refinite. IV. Netflix estimated um, it will add just a million new streaming customers in the second quarter, which had previously been expected or forecasted to be nearly 4.8 million. So, they've got significantly less sign-up numbers, Mm. and obviously you can't get confused and think, oh, well, you know, January to March was the pandemic, yes, but we also had the whole of 2020 being the pandemic. Mm. So, the whole of 2020, they're seeing growth rates increasing, increasing, increasing. January comes, value. axteen start coming out Subscriber numbers start dropping, and then you see the ultimate reversal of Netflix shares, which sunk 11% in after-hours trading to about $489 a share, wiping 25 billion off of the company's market capitalization. Its stock has risen 27% over the past 12 months, compared to a 63% increase in tech-heavy Nasdaq Composite Index. So they're definitely having a little bit of trouble right now, um, because a year ago Netflix added a record 15.8 million customers as the pandemic forced people around the world to stay home so you've got 15.8 million versus roughly 3.98 million um it's not necessarily the projections that they would be hoping for and is so and as a result they're losing shares they're losing customers and things like that which is going to have a negative effect Mm. on future production as a whole in any way Um, so it could be a catastrophic um, domino effect or it could be uh, an opportunity for a a significant revival Um, rival media companies have declared streaming their priority and are spending billions to compete with Netflix so they have competition every which way they're looking high high competition people want content gross content they want to consume content they want new funny things when they want new funny things they want new action movies when they want action movies you know romance and all that stuff um, but Walt Disney's Disney Plus crossed 100 million subscribers in March Netflix's total streaming customers stood at 207 million at the end of March 207 million subscribers You're, can you believe it eh? all paying so 160 rand <laughs> at least <laughs> and then you can't film so you got mm. money but you can't film Oof. no that is terrible catch okay. 22 so I understand
0: it catch 22 for sure and I understand why uh, people are, are, are cancelling their subscriptions or maybe they're coming back and they're just waiting a couple of months
1: you know before absolutely and the unfortunate truth is if Netflix wants to hit their estimated or their targeted gross revenue and they're not going to do that by facilitating more customers than expected the only way that they can reach that revenue is by increasing their price for monthly subscriptions so it's very difficult it's very difficult for um for them right now to try and figure mm. out do we up subscription costs, do we up advertising to get new customers in on a downtrending market in a, insofar as people aren't necessarily getting ready to wait at home and get a new streaming budget or service. <laughs> you know? You,
0: you know, I don't want to discourage people from using Netflix, but that is actually quite a good idea. Because you know what I'm finding at the moment, Kane, is I'm re-watching shows on Netflix because well, I'm waiting for new seasons to be released yeah. of, of the shows. I can easily download those shows. I have access to those hush-hush sites where you can watch movies and and series that you don't. But I don't. Ugh, it's just too much effort for me.
1: It is, and some of the shows are Netflix original, so it's exactly. impossible to even find it. And I think their downfall was also an advantage at a stage where they released an entire season. Bang. In one Mm, go, mm, mm. you come there, all 20 episodes are available for you to watch. So you watch them in a week. Yeah. And then what?
0: Uh, some people watch that in a day, in or a over day. a weekend, you know. Actually.
1: And then they won season two. Now you've You're got right. less than a month pass and they're <laughs> ready for
0: season. You're two. right. Yeah, that's why they're probably releasing. I see some of the uh, shows; they release them in,
1: in little bits. Yeah. that's what they're gonna do with Ozark as well. Two parts. Uh, that that does, I release. think that's the only way to make. That's a good it last idea, actually, because they have to break it up and yeah. make, and bring back this anticipation. Because when you were traditionally anticipating a new episode in your favorite series you've built this a customization that okay i'm gonna wake up on wednesday and my newest episode of my favorite tv show is gonna be available at 7 p.m
0: yeah it's almost like uh, like tv you have
1: a set time and you look forward to it next week and then you you spend six months watching the whole series Mm. and in that time the production has time to catch up three months later and the time is
0: shorter in between yeah you're absolutely right um so yeah I am finding myself rewatching a lot of stuff at the moment on Netflix the reason being I I am not getting original content
1: Have you watched that love monsters love and monsters no it's a new show on netflix really good it's a good okay like, so maybe i need new recommendations well that one's a really good one but some shows on netflix you can rewatch. i think they are good enough to rewatch. but yeah. others are just one-time hits say I,
0: i'm rewatching shit's creek
1: oh that's a good one for the fourth or fifth <laughs> time already i love it <laughs> you david i think i've watched modern family if i 10
0: times. Uh, same yeah. I'm waiting for season 11 to be on <laughs> Netflix in South Africa. It's not It's not here yet, the you final What's season. interesting
1: about some of those series that go on until 11 or 12 seasons is I feel they miss out on what... They, they actually diverge so far away from what initially made them so good. Yep. Big Bang Theory, you yep. got a total 180 from the start of the Absolutely. series. Modern Family, total Modern Family missed
0: it later on. Uh, I think after season 7 or so, I lost yeah. complete interest. It just... It It wasn't funny. It wasn't that funny anymore. I don't know what they. It's like the writers hit a a
1: stumbling block. They get caught. You know, I think it also has to do with writers and the production company wants to make people happy. So they look for consensus as to what people want to see, Mm -hmm. and they say and they see that these this crowd of people want this and this person to get together, and this crowd of people want this to happen to this person, and then they try and bring this into the show. But meanwhile, it's that actual you wanting to change the outcome of the show that makes you so invested because you like, you know, it's, it's not in your control. It's yeah. not predictable. And that's the, the route that a lot of it goes. It becomes predictable. Yeah. You know, I, I, the amount of times that I've seen a series where suddenly they're like two people are now married and there's a child and now you're watching this whole thing unfold. I mean, mm. even with How I Met Your Mother.
0: Yeah. Towards
1: the end, it's completely 180. Yep. It doesn't encompass what was initially so fantastic. No, they go
0: off track completely. But it is what it's. There's a lot of interference in that process, the writing process. They can't just write what they want. Absolutely. It's uh, usually they say it's what the networks want. You know, so if they want these two to get married,
1: they got to get get married. married. And you know what's super interesting is I don't know if you remember Spider-Man, the original Spider-Man, one, two, and Mm three. That was directed by Sam Raimi, Mm -hmm. and in number three it wasn't supposed to be this big mashup of multiple villains so you had Sam Raimi who was creating a villain for the production Um, which was Venom, but he knew absolutely nothing about Venom. So you have this high-tier production value movie that's being created to include villains because that's what the people want, and the person who manages that production, the director, doesn't actually understand the villain, and then they produce this video, spend millions on it, and fans are up in arms and aggro and things like that. I think... Is a lot of pressure in the movie industry.
0: But can we just say that there is one show that really, really, from the start, right until the end, it was the best. And that is Breaking Bad. Oh, I've only watched the first two seasons. Okay, can we swap, please? <laughs> it is so good. I actually, I actually wish that somebody gave me memory loss so I can
1: rewatch it. Really? Just,
0: can't you just slap me? It's so, and I can just watch it again.
1: It was very, it was heavy to watch the first season. Yeah, like it, it was a the first one is very. Heavy. It was a bit gruesome. I know exactly. I, I, know that exactly. Me I almost,
0: off a bit. I almost stopped watching there, but carry on. Really? It is it is brilliant it's become it becomes a bit lighter later on okay but it is so good I mean I I always had people saying hey Breaking Bad have you watched Breaking Bad and I was like no 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 I don't have time for that shit and then you go to season one and then it was so gruesome and I almost stopped I'm so glad I pulled through It is so good It is a masterpiece
1: I'll give it a try But you know what might also be very interesting Mm. If some of our listeners Wanted to send through a WhatsApp And tell us what their favorite show on Netflix Like their all-time favorite show Whether they saw it on Netflix Somebody already did that What is that?
0: Um, Okay, I've got The Office here
1: Okay, The Office is really good The Office I still have to watch The Office That's Uh, like bland humor But it's not. Beyond season
0: one Yeah, I kind of I'd battle to get into The Office I don't know why
1: It is very like it's like quiet humor if you know what i mean yes you like you kind of these have to awkward, pick up on.
0: and these awkward camera shots <laughs> <laughs> uh what is a mockumentary style A mockumentary, yes absolutely. and then zero double seven six saying love and monsters is amazing also rupaul is that the drag show yeah and brooklyn 99 are great re-binging shows. I've heard some good stuff about Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Brooklyn?
1: Have you never watched Brooklyn Nine-Nine? No. <laughs> it's right up there with Modern Family and oh, How I Met Your Is Mother it on SA Netflix? Yeah. Okay, it must be on my list. You should see my
0: list. I've got to get you <laughs> through that list. It is a huge list. It's a huge list. But anyway, you just mentioned Netflix. Uh, Showmax actually dropped their monthly subscription fee now. Um, they've got a Show Showmax mobile plan. It mm. dropped it by twenty percent from forty nine per month it's 49 a rand, discount. To thirty nine Rand per month in South Africa. That is what, thirty nine Rand per month? <laughs>
1: Uh, for My a bank, You can allow a charge like that without so one, charging One
0: Rand 25 a day
1: cool. <laughs> How do they make money from that?
0: Um, so I was just wondering Are they really They say no, no, no We're doing it because we know Consumers are under pressure at the moment I'm wondering Are they doing that because Consumers are under pressure Or are they under
1: pressure at the moment? They are totally under pressure But they also have a, bit a, bit of a terrible giveaway. taste I mean yeah. I've gone to Showmax The Showmax lineup is awful it's terrible and they've got this mentality of Netflix now Netflix has 200 million monthly subscribers what they have a lot of content on there but it's all high quality you can't go and put low quality in and amongst high quality and expect consumers to because the minute you feel like what you're watching isn't actually good like you're going to the next show expecting something great now three out of five shows are horrible very poorly filmed very (laughs) local you know, yeah I don't want to watch that it's
0: usually very local on Showmax. I'm finding at the moment Showmax turned more into uh, an archive of old South African stuff yeah it's like the Bollywood for essay yeah it's know? I don't like it I no. I and canceled mine years ago actually no it
1: wasn't even worth it and no. I think the only alternative... I mean let's be let's let's be um, let's be objective here for a second if you went to showmax and there were 10 shows that you could watch only 10. Mm. 10 series and maybe 30 movies. Are you more likely to cancel your subscription than if there were 150 movies and 300 TV shows, but 50% of them were just garbage? Mm -hmm. I mean, what is more likely to make you cancel your subscription? It's probably, in my opinion, it would be this, this mental uh, opinion that it comes out that okay everything on Showmax is poor quality because I know I've watched one or two things on Showmax that are good, but thinking back I just remember all of these terrible like shows. No one wants to spend an hour and a half watching a bad movie. I mean that's why you go to Netflix because you see something like Love and Monsters and you watch it and it's flipping epic. It's like a, it's a complete package. And then you go to Showmax, and it sounds like Love and Monsters title. The picture's great. It looks like you're going to have a total jaw watching it, and it's just absolute trash. It's like mm. the worst thing you've ever watched. Yeah, and that's you know? when
0: I get so upset, because I really don't have a lot of time to watch Netflix. And then when I watch something crappy, I feel cheated, but and I feel...
1: You, you know, know what? I would have been super happy with a Showmax subscription Because when I went to Joburg I stayed at a B&B But they didn't have Netflix or Showmax just, Or DSTV. Just not even DSTV. S-A-B-C-1-2-3-4 And E-T-V No The quality of content there is totally worse And don't forget the ad breaks Every three minutes an ad break it's horrific and I watched this one video. I remember I, I turned it on and I was like falling in and out of sleep and I was watching it. It was about like some South African drug dealer guy that was like operating his whole life. And I was like, this is so bad. Yeah, It's so bad. So but their I budgets are so small. You I can see killed, that. I would have killed for a Showmax subscription yeah. then. <laughs> Even and <just> for 39 <laughs> Rand, I mean, Netflix is 150. you five times less. Yeah. Um, it makes sense to anybody. Right. If you have only SABC, if you only have that and that is total rubbish movies and tv and you can find some good stuff maybe on the sunday night movie which is a movie that is 10 years old and it's a goldie but it's 10 years old you're way better off just getting a Showmax subscription yeah. or even just go and go on your phone buy 150 rands worth of data and just watch youtube you're gonna yeah, have a better man. experience
0: yeah I've had some more entries on on WhatsApp. Uh, Ozark, absolutely. Have you seen Ozark? Yeah, Goldie. So we're waiting for another season, the final season. Grace and Frankie. Man, I love that show. That have you gr- seen that? It's a
1: brilliant show. Have you seen it? It's the perfect like
0: Jane Fonda and and Lily Tomlin, that chemistry they have on screen. It's, it's brilliant. It's so good. You can see that they've been friends for years yeah, and years. Totally. It actually it, it
1: translates the onto whole the screen. cast just does a great job of creating this It
0: is so story. funny. It is so funny and naughty, very naughty. Yeah. <laughs> and then Bridgerton. Um Never watched Bridgerton. I I don't know, I Um What is <laughs> (laughs) Um, No. (laughs) I went, I didn't even finish Bridgerton. I just, uh, I just, I mean, I was, it was so awkward. I was watching it with my mom. And then one of those first scenes, there was people doing things against a tree. And I was like, no.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And then we moved on. That's what they might say about Game of Thrones, to which I have still not watched. But apparently it is very good. Are you
0: also one of the the 1% of Earth's population that haven't watched... Game of Thrones, because then we've got two in the room. Yeah, I know. <laughs> My
1: logic is it's going to take a long time for me to absorb that whole story. And to get into it as well, yeah. yeah that's the like problem. Six, as far as I know, I know nothing about it. But as far as I know, Same it year. has like... A, key, a couple of uh, people who really love Game of Thrones are listening to this frothing at the mouth right now, but <laughs> I just see it as like a bunch of kingdoms that are living in some olden day time, and it's like got <laughs> dragons and like it sounds like a very cool thing. But it takes looks like it's a deep dive.
0: Yeah, it is. It you know is.
1: Right? No, I totally agree with you. I'm also part of that one
0: percent of the population <laughs> that I haven't seen it. I've seen bits and pieces. I know the winter is coming.
1: Meme. And I feel
0: like yes, that is yes, about it yes. Of my experience okay, of But know.
1: there are some shows like that that are just good I mean The Witcher The Witcher is on Netflix And I saw it and I know it is a game It used to be a game, it used to be a PC novelty game Well not necessarily a novelty, a high production But uh, a PC game nonetheless And they turned it into a series On Netflix and now Netflix Is talking about the the next series season Of Witcher being one of their You know their um, Their uh, their primary new series that are coming out in 2021 that they feel will up their subscriber counts and that's a v- based on a video game. Wow, that's cool. I got uh, Superstore
0: as well. Have you seen Brilliant. Superstore?
1: Totally um good.
0: it's also a a light a lighthearted Off the boat? Uh, kind Have of you seen that? Watch. No, I haven't seen that. Bloodline is also very good. Never watched that. Bloodline if it's 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 it's, it's almost like Ozark ozark vibes new amsterdam the new hospital drama i haven't seen that the it crowd brilliant
1: that's a good show
0: you i saw i, I showed you a clip yeah. one night
1: no, that's good yes Very that's a british it.
0: humor yes, IT humor, yes. Great parks and recreation i i've seen bits and pieces of that as well reminds me of community yes 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 that kind of stuff and then uh, uh, one of the rare gems on there is Toast of London. Never seen it. People, you, it doesn't even show up. You have to dive <laughs> in there and go and get it. It's so funny. Matt Berry. Oh, that guy's funny. I was introduced to him on, on the IT Crowd, uh, which is not just about
1: computers. It sounds like it, but it's not. I'm going to be listening back to this podcast taking notes. <laughs> yeah, you
0: must. And, then, in, and uh, yeah, yeah, Toast of London. It's 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 funny. Just a couple of episodes, but it's, it's really good. They're mm. making new episodes uh, later this year. Yeah. Toast in America is now going to Hollywood apparently <laughs> trying to make it there it's a struggling actor it's brilliant it's very funny
1: no this definitely I mean I, I'm more. I'm even interested to see what good shows people are watching on, on some of Netflix's competitors like mm. tell me a good Showmax show yeah, what is a good, good
0: show on Showmax to watch I think they've also got
1: Modern Family Amazon Prime has a good one I mean they mm. have the um, Grand Prime which is Jeremy Clarkson, and James May okay. from the original Top Gear cast oh, creating wow. their new version of top gear i know a lot of people haven't watched that but it's absolutely brilliant it is really good um and that and that's kind of where the list on amazon kind of slows down they have the boys which is like a very dark kind of show but it's still high production quality i mean i'm Hmm. definitely interested to hear what people i mean you got it for for amazon And Showmax to even compete with Netflix. We just had a full on five to 10 minute discussion on shows that we (laughs) like a lot on Netflix. And it took us 10 minutes to get through the list. Yeah. I mean, on Amazon Prime, uh, my list is finished after three. And on Showmax, it's like negative one. (laughs) I actually have to give a good show to get a good one (laughs) out. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I just, I just don't know how you survived a, a night. Was it a night
1: watching SABC on TV? No. It is just that's awful. Eh? Have you ever had one of those nights where you're in and out of sleep so much that it becomes half a dream state? And yeah, oh, I had this weird dream state <laughs> evening where I'm like in and out of SABC. Very odd. You'll, you no, I wouldn't watch it. I'd watch Showmax over Netflix. Yeah, but
0: I mean the SABC, no doubt they they're battling big time, and you can see that in their content. There's no money to make content.
1: Well, the fact that they want to make Netflix pay for their TV subscription. Licenses. I mean, yeah, I, I think uh, hopefully that thing's just gonna go be swept under the carpet.
0: That whole story, I yeah, I think well, it's gonna happen. Eh?
1: We need a new SABC, yeah, to be honest. We need like Zanzi Africa or
0: something. <laughs> <laughs> I have, I'm still not watching, bro. I'm still not watching. <laughs> Kane, that was another great, very uh, eventful uh, Tech Thursday today, featuring uh, the uh, lawn mowers and all that stuff. Oh yeah,
1: know, full full on guest guests guest guest
0: appearance today. Now. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so next uh, Thursday we'll do it again between three and four.
1: Absolutely. And
0: you out here already? You're gonna run now to your next meeting.
1: Yeah, there's a no, guy. Gotta gotta keep gotta keep the motor running, eh?
0: Yes, gotta keep it running until we do Tech Thursday again next week.